when we uh record this one i gotta get in the booth and do some uh ad libs after definitely welcome to listen to this listen <laughs> you know itunes subscribe <laughs> patreon patreon you know, so we ain't really never had no old money <laughs> Such a weird sample. We got a whole lot of new money, though. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> Dude, it's good. Also, I like Future on there. <laughs> yeah. Raindrops. Drop top. Drop top. Smoking on cookies. Yeah, yeah. Fucking on your bitch. Yeah, that, that, that. It's like. Cooking up dope in the crock pot. Pot. Oh, we came so from good. nothing to something, nigga. Hey. I don't try nobody grit the trick. Nobody. Call up the gang and they come and get janked. Cry me a river, give you a tissue. It's bad and bullshit. Bad. Cooking up I really, the it's fun because I don't listen to this song a ton. We got I was shit how good those 808s. Like that room is crazy. Yeah. Whatever that is. I take your bit right from you. Oh yeah. Bitch, I'm a dog. Beat the whole walls loose. Hop in the floor. I tell that bitch to come come for me. Yeah, there's so much good underscore in this one. And like harmonically, it's so weird. I feel like the whole rap world is just chasing this half step harmony because of this track. Read the ruler, diamond cooler, cooler. This a roller, not a mula. Dabbing on them like the usual. Damn. Magic with the brittle voodoo. Magic. Court side with a bad bitch. <laughs> then I send the bitch through Uber. Go. I'm young and rich and plus I'm bougie. Hey. I'm not stupid, so I, I remember keep the Uber. Um, one time I came to my, over to my parents' house, and my mom had printed out the lyrics to this song to like read them because the song was so big, and she was like, she's like, so funny, he's gonna send her home in an Uber. I let them birds take a bath, bath. Raindrop, drop top, drop top, smoking, no cooking, the hot box, cooking, fucking on your bitch, yeah, that, that, that. Oh, I love this era for, of Metro Boom and Beats are just so cool. He like really figured it out. Call up the gang and they come and get janked. Cry me a river, give you a do you ever make it through the, all the way through the little Uzi part? <laughs> I don't really like it. Yeah. It's so cool. They got cool like voices. They're, they're really making it work on this one. And we know she slept, broke a brick down. It feels so grungy and sneaky. Exactly. And like, exactly. It feels like dirty. Like, exactly. It feels like a, like a hot night in ATL that's exactly. like sticky and you're up to no good, but you're going to get away with it. Run with that set, call me Booby. When I'm on stage, show boobies. me boobies. <laughs> Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast in which we talk about songs we like, we research what they mean, how they were recorded, why they were written, why we like them. Cooking, Why cooking, you should I'm listen to this. Today we're talking about Bad and Bougie by Migos featuring Lil Uzi Vert. Released on August 27, 2016, this track became a meme, then a phenomenon. <laughs> it eventually peaks at number one on the charts, which is insane. Yeah. It's just like, I know now Migos are really popular and like, you know, Quavo's like the new Spike Lee at Hawks games and shit yeah, like that. Yeah. But it's just weird that this was a number one hit popular music song like yeah. the harmonies like crunchy half step it's kind of about nothing that most people can relate to 
but it it, it went it went it, it did a great job. It was uh, nominated for Grammy for best rap performance. It was produced by the legendary G Coop and Metro Boomin. The song has been certified four times platinum, and it was recorded at Mally Miles White House, nice. which I don't know where that is. No I idea. assume it's like somebody's closet in Alpharetta or probably, something. Probably, probably. So the first thing I want to ask you about with the song is uh, why do you think it was so popular? I don't think it would have gotten <laughs> as popular if. Donald Glover yeah, didn't yeah. go out, and I don't know if it was Academy Awards, Golden or Globes. Golden I had Globes. that in my notes. If yeah. he doesn't come out on Golden Globes and say that yeah. this song is the greatest song he's ever heard yeah. or whatever, I don't think it gets to the national stage like it does. And I really want to thank uh, the Migos, not for being in the show, but for making Bad and Bougie. Like that's the best song ever so um, he he like it like he has a quote at the golden globes where he called Nigos quote the beatles of this generation right quote which is is a little aggressive but you know because they don't seem as experimental but maybe they'll that maybe they'll prove me wrong yeah i mean i feel like (laughs) i mean i think this whole thing people just associate the beatles with just like being like being the the shit being Being, the shit yeah kind of interesting but also like as popular and like relatable to everyone which is funny because we i was just saying everyone loves the song but i don't see why it's relatable to people yeah i don't know i don't (laughs) i don't i mean most rap isn't relatable to people yeah i i get that there's just something about this song that i think what you nailed it when you said it's just it sounds dark yeah and nasty and i feel like they just really had like this was the sound yeah yeah and like when you're in like the club and like the down music was kind of like happening like because you know up music and urban music was big coming yeah, off like yeah. the crunk wave and the molly wave like and there was dj all that. got us falling in love by usher exactly like there was <laughs> up and so now it's like a big down with like everyone like being like oh like i sip lean whatever uh, yeah it's all down music like this is the perfect song when like it comes on in the club and everyone just feels like yeah. they are the song and really catchy lyrics. Like yeah. you got to give them that. It's like that. You know, I could see Paul McCartney writing these lyrics. Definitely. <laughs> Offset came up with the raindrop drop top hook because quote I had some little situation going on with life, family stuff going down. So I went to the basement to record. Sometimes that's the best time to get music off you. You might be mad, make some crazy shit. Which is kind of interesting. It's possible, yeah. Man. It's yeah. like I don't know how that relates to raindrop drop top, but I, I I do like it. It set it also like sets the tone. It's very evocative. Yeah, I thought he was going to be like, oh, I went to the basement, then it started raining, and a drop fell on my head, <laughs> yeah. and I came up with this line. No, he's just like, I'm <laughs> fucking mad at my family. Right. <laughs> Crazy. Man. So I, we mentioned that sales for their track went through the roof after Donald Glover right. kind of talked about them. This was a big moment in, in Atlanta history, and like, unfortunately, we didn't really ride it all the way to the top but i feel like okay donald glover atlanta the tv show everyone was obsessed with it at this time this migos album culture was huge it was a huge hit album this was a hit song it started the whole do it for the culture thing yeah exactly and it started that and and in like some ways it it sort of reminded you know i don't want to compare it too much to to outcast because i think outcast is like a much much more interesting and successful and like meaningful group mm. but it kind of was like j- sort of like when outcast popped off it was the same thing with migos where they're like all right atlanta right we're, we're it right like i don't know why you're trying to get it anywhere else exactly like this is the sound yeah. of like the city and it was cool because i remember after this um 
you would see all these other groups from like foreign countries who just sounded like Migos. Yeah. Like, did you ever see that uh, Chinese group? I forgot what they were yeah. called. But the, My black card made in China. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it was like, oh my god, this fucking sound from like some dude's basement in Atlanta is now like all over the yeah. world. <laughs> um, I feel like like uh, at the end of this period though, we sort of dropped the bag because we fumbled that Super Bowl in the same year. And if yeah. Atlanta had won that Super Bowl, the world might have exploded. Yeah. But you know, fucking Robert Kraft and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Yeah, man. Did I say his name right? When Bill Belichick Dude, cheats. I tell you what, if fucking Tom Brady and them fucking Bucks win this year, yeah. Bill Belichick, like literally, like he Bill Belichick has to have a good year. I know. He's like, got, did they even make the playoffs last year? I don't. I don't think so. I don't even think they'll make them this year. It's like, oh, it wasn't Bill Belichick. He's not the greatest coach of all time. But Tom Brady goes to this fucking yeah, Tampa yeah. Bay Buccaneers <laughs> who probably what, never won a Super Bowl or whatever, and they fucking win. Tom Brady belongs in Florida. I know. That's- <laughs> I know. I'm He's- so happy that like, Bill Belichick's getting shit on. I know, I know. He's the and worst. And I don't really dude. like Tom Brady. Not this is this isn't a football podcast, but yeah. I, I'm like I think it's so funny that Bill Belichick is having like this fall of like you fucking suck at coaching, actually. <laughs> I like Tom Brady. He's fucking ridiculous. Like the shit he says. Yeah. Like the, I drink, what? what is it? He says he drinks like 200 ounces of water every day. Um, I he, He's like been quoted saying, I've never had a strawberry in my life. <laughs> he's got that Brazilian wife, which, you know, I love that. It's yeah. like... Tom Brady's cool. Yeah, he's cool. He's he's as cool as it. He's as cool as at least takeoff. Yeah, from, but not as cool as Offset. Uh, this was such a great period for Migos too, because and we were kind of talking about this. Like I, I'm a little underwhelmed with some of their rec- their more recent material, um, and obviously like much of you know Atlanta, I was like pretty into them when they jumped out of the gate mm-hmm. with before you know before culture because they, their songs were just they had kind of percolated the top 40 but they were pretty popular here like stuff like obviously fight night yeah handsome and wealthy yeah versace 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 that one was my favorite because it was like it's just funny they were so goddamn funny i know and i felt i felt like this song was pretty funny too but what what is really cool about the bad and bougie era is like it felt like the perfect mixture of the sound that they brought to the table but like coupled with a good budget and really good production. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes you want to catch these things at the perfect moment. And that's like how greatness is made again. It's funny. Cause I'm maybe like in this podcast, we've somebody, we talked about comparing Migos to the Beatles. I compare them to outcast and I'm going to compare culture to a, a, another huge classic album, fucking Fleetwood Mac rumors. Right. Like, obviously it's not as good, but the same thing where it like caught that band at a period where they were making the best music that they could closest to who they wanted to be and had the most means to do it. And I feel, I feel like this is such a good era for Migos. This album was awesome too. How much of the success of the song do you think like is dependent on offset pretty much having the first two minutes to himself? I think it's the whole thing, Yeah, which is weird. Cause like, obviously this big star of Migos is probably Quavo. Like he gets the most features and I do feel like he's like the more dependable pop pop music one yeah like he, you need him in there because he the kids relate to him more right like quavo ratatouille ratatouille yeah. right um but yeah offset just going on off on his own is Literally, amazing the first two minutes yeah. is just him and i think it's really really smart i agree smart. like if 
if it had been flipped or if a little Uzi had gotten in there at some point before the first like four minutes, yeah, maybe it's not as big of a hit. Right. It's so, just I, I've always wondered. I've always like thought like I think that is like one of the biggest reasons is like this song yeah. is more about him than anything else. Do you think? Do you? Who do you think like comes up with the order? I think it just happens. Yeah. I think it's just like a thing that just like happens, you know? I don't think someone is like, oh, I think it should go here, go here, go here. Like, you know, Metro Boomin's not like, oh, I think we should start it with this. It's like, I don't we know. should. Yeah. It's like, probably not. I know. I, I, in all my experience working with people, that's not how it goes. Yeah. Things just kind of happen. Yeah. That's a really fun thing. We should get into that on Patreon. Like, yeah. try to dissect what it means to like for things to happen. Cause I agree, they do. This pretty good, pretty divine that like this happened in the way that it did. Yeah, it's like what is the psychological term where like a group of people are all thinking this one thing? Oh, uh, co- is it collective consciousness? It might be collective consciousness. Yeah. Where we're, the, we're like, even though no one has said anything, yeah, we're all thinking like, yeah, this is the way it should go. Yeah, that's so weird. It's just another another example of like our minds maybe not being like as powerful as we think they are. Right. Kind of t- to speak to that, kind of the same with like why everyone around the world seems to relate to like the song or the sound. Sound, right. Even though the lyrics, you know, not totally relatable for most people. Yeah. There's like something in the production or in the energy that is just like A1. Like, yeah. That's how I always would describe this group is like energy and then comedy. Exactly. Because they're pretty goddamn funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, yeah, they nailed it, man. What? So like, how do you record a vocal that sounds dark well, and spooky or whatever? Right, right. I mean, I noticed that there's a lot of reverb on the, on the vocals. Yeah. And that's just part of what the sound was. Like Atlanta was going through like this huge reverb phase. You think it was because of uh, all the future records? Yeah, probably. Because that was kind of the vibe. I wonder who who was the first like hip hop engineer or mixer to like kind of just be like, why don't we just soak the shit in reverb? I guess everyone was doing that. Gr- collective consciousness. Yeah, exactly. Oh like, man, Atlanta. It, I don't know. Like you just hear things and you're just that's just like I, like I remember when it happened. Like in you know. 2011 yeah the re the use of reverb wasn't like how it was now but all of a sudden it just started happening you know did we it's like did we we knew each other when the song came out didn't we yeah i think so i can't even remember how long i've known you now because we like texted for like nine months before we ever met really. yeah so i'm like oh did i know luke back then yeah definitely 2016 definitely yeah what the fuck what the fuck am i kidding we've been friends longer than i thought yeah, because I don't even think I was working at School of Rock in 2016. <laughs> when you get older, time just zips by. I'm like, weren't the Falcons in the Super Bowl last year? Yeah. And <laughs> you know what? Maybe Migos wasted Culture 2 at this time. They should have waited for this Hawks team, or Culture 1, to, to drop this album. Right, instead of right Culture when the Hawks 3. were gone. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about with this track? it's a cool song, man. Yeah, it's a great song. The sound of Atlanta. Atlanta will always be on top for rap and maybe not sports. This week's episode of Listen to This is brought to you by AdLib Incorporated Services and Financial Industries Group. Are you an aspiring rapper? You've got some good tracks, but you can't quite figure out how to get your tracks to the next level. Well, the creative folks at AdLib Incorporated Services and Financial Industries Group have got you covered. Send them your tracks and they'll create the perfect AdLibs for you using their state-of-the-art AI. Perfectly recreate the sound of someone echoing your lyrics with evocation and intensity. AdLib Incorporated Services and Financial Industries Group, you express, we express. Thanks so much, y'all, for listening to this podcast. Please spread the word about this podcast in real life. We're on Instagram and Patreon. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. 
Uh, please let us know how we're doing, what songs you want us to do episodes about. We've got a playlist on Spotify. I'll drop in those show notes, too, with all the songs and episodes from every season. Thanks so much for listening to this.